The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that is definitely live. Definitely, definitely live. Definitely. 100% live. The fact that I am wearing the same shirt that I wore Tuesday is just because I'm disgusting. Has nothing to do with the, I mean, not, nothing to do with the status, the live status of this show. Mm-mm, not at all. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, also wearing the same thing she wore Tuesday. Yeah, equally Weird. as disgusting. These playoffs, man, it, it doesn't it just give don't us have much time. time to do laundry, it's so Ash- you just rewear. It is our empress... <laughs> Uh, Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Hello. How are uh, you? How have, how have the last couple of days been that have that have definitely elapsed since Tuesday? Man, they're just going by so fast. It's, it's almost like they didn't even happen. It's but amazing. They did. Man. Time We're flies. Live. <laughs> <laughs> Time flies when you're live on the Internet. Uh, today, today is Thursday. Uh-huh. Thursday, November 21st, 2019. Seven days until Thanksgiving. Episode 862. 862 this is the Clay Rapata episode. You just kind of like mold over the fact that that's like legitimately a week until Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Or one week from the best day of the year, guys. Seven days. Seven days from right now when you are hearing this voice live <laughs> that I'm telling you right now, <laughs> it will be seven days. It is seven days from, <laughs> uh, from the best day of the year. So on today's show, guys. We've got Thursday games to watch. We're going to run through the Texas high school football, the must-see Texas high school football games tonight. Then we'll have the picks, my high school football predictions for the area round, the Texas high school football playoffs. And once again, all of them. I picked all of them. He sure did. I did get at least two right last week. That was a promise promise made, promise kept. Uh, you, you bumping it up to three this week? Or are we sticking no, with No, there are fewer the... games. I'm sticking with two. Yeah. I'm going to stick with two. Stick with two until the state championship games, and then I'm going to drop it to one. No whammies. <laughs> Big money, no whammies. And then we'll wrap it all up with free money where you need a bounce back week. We'll get into that. Good. Uh, but first, we will uh, get to some Thursday action. Thursday action on this, tonight, Thursday. Uh, there are 18. Is that right? No, 17. 17 Texas high school football games tonight. Uh, down from like 100 and something last week. But that's because there's fewer games. The headliner is the game that Ashley is getting in the car after the show and driving to. Uh, you're going to hop in the swag wagon. I will be. And you're yes. going to be heading to Gladewater at beautiful Jack Murphy Stadium to watch the Malakoff Tigers and the Jefferson Bulldogs do, act, do battle. This is going to be stuff. fun. Yes. Uh, a very, very exciting game. This is a marquee game uh, that I think is going to go a, lot, a long way towards shaping exactly how Region 2 looks. Jefferson's a team that has been really up and down this year. Um, Jefferson's had times where they've looked great. They're 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 they have these terrifying highs. Mm-hmm. They are so good sometimes, <laughs> and then sometimes they just no show. Um, they beat they they beat a good West Rusk team last week, and their quarterback Kylan Thomas has been excellent all year long. 
My question is what happens on the defensive side for them going up against this Malakoff team that has some playmakers, most notably uh, Darian, Peer- Darian Peace, their quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and Andreas Garrett, their their running back or re- their receiver rather. And this is a team, you know, Dedrick Davis, Kiwi Rose, the team that runs the ball well, and when they pull it back on play action, they're dangerous. A lot of speed on the field in this game. This will be a very, very fast game. It's going to be zooming by you. Um, very excited about this one. Uh, and, and the barbecue. You, and the barbecue. You guys are going to very Stanley's beforehand. about the barbecue. You can get the uh, the brother-in-law sandwich. Let's. Uh, I have never been to Stanley's. Can I, can I so make, can I make a suggestion? Do. And yes. this is, I would let him do it to me too. Mm-hmm. Let him order it for you. Let's step, just say step. What would you get? Oh yeah, because Absolutely. that guy, choice. He yeah. will he will come up big for you. Good. So all right, we'll uh, do. Malakov and Jefferson, a fun matchup there at uh, Murphy Stadium in Gladewater. Also on Thursday, we're going to go way out east to way out west to Snyder mm-hmm. tonight. Holly and New Deal, Ooh. and this is fun. Uh, New Deal, of course, is the uh, reigning state finalist from a year ago, um, but. This is a team that, uh, and they're a little bit beat up right now, but Hayden Caudill and Larrick Eaton are the stars of this New Deal team going up against Hawley that's got, I mean, they've got the dude. Colton Marshall has been one of the very best running backs in the state this year at any level, and it's going to be up to the New Deal defense to bottle him up. That's a lot easier said than done. Uh, we could lose a team that, that played for a title uh, this uh, last year this week. Uh, this is a fun matchup out there in Snyder at Tiger Stadium. Holly and New Deal going on uh, tonight uh, on this Thursday. Uh, in 6A, Side Creek and Maid Creek is a, another is a matchup kind of flying under people's radar because it's 6A Division Two, Region Three. But I'm really interested in seeing that. Seeing if Maid Creek can keep the hot hand. Um, Highland Parks in action tonight at AT&T Stadium. Uh, they take on Magnolia, a tricky Magnolia team. Highland Park's your favorite in this one. It wouldn't be a surprise, especially with kind of the, the quote-unquote home field advantage. It wouldn't be a surprise if, if Highland Park kind of ran away with this one. But Magnolia's got some weapons. It could give them a little bit of trouble. Keep an eye on that one. They'll be excited to play in AT&T, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, that's a that's mm-hmm. a big thing for them. Highland Park's been there, done that. Yeah, like, for be, Magnolia, yeah, this is a, bi- big. This is a bi- big opportunity for them. Um, big game in Region 4 of uh, 5A Division 2, or 5A Division 1, rather. Corpus Christi Miller uh, puts her unbeaten record on the line tonight, and the Alamo Dome is a take on San Antonio Southwest. They're the favorite in this one, but keep an eye on this one. You know, Corpus Christi Miller, past couple of weeks, they've um, they have, they played with fire. They've played with fire. They need to come out. They are better than San Antonio Southwest. If they come out and establish their, their you know, establish themselves, they'll be the favorite in this one. But keep an eye on this one, Corpus Christi Miller and San Antonio Southwest. Uh, out in Midlands Grounding Communication Stadium, Wichita Falls Rider, the uh, regional finalist from, or the regional champion from a year ago, uh, takes on El Paso Hanks, who was one of the many four over one seeds mm-hmm. in last week's playoffs. Uh, Riders are favorite in this one. I'm interested to see how, uh, how uh, their uh, offense continues to hum. Clint, off their first ever playoff victory, will play their first ever second-round matchup, uh, although it is at the beautiful Mustang Bowl, and Andrews taking on Springtown. Springtown's considerable favorite, I would say, in that one. Dumas taking on Seminoles, a fun matchup. Dumas scared me a little bit last yeah. week. They're my regional pick, yeah. but they scared me a little bit last week. They made uh, it through. Decatur takes on Clint Mountain View. Decatur will be a favorite in that one. Uh, Melissa and China Spring. China Spring is a under-the-radar team. Uh, finished fourth in their district, very tough district, but they go and they got Kennedale. They took down Kennedale in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, now they get Melissa. Can they contain Brendan Lewis? That is the big question there. Argyle and Stephenville will duke it out again. Uh, Stephenville, a couple years ago, you remember, was the team that upset Argyle. They looked like they were going to a state championship game, but Argyle uh, is your favorite in this one. Want to see? But Stephenville has been known to give them trouble, so we will keep an eye on that one. 
Uh, big game out at Shotwell Stadium. Abilene or uh, in, in Abilene, Denver City and Brock. Denver City is ten and one, and a team that I feel like is flying under people's radar. But I'm very very high on this team. I think Bro- I think Brock is in actual danger tonight uh, against Denver City. I think Brock's your favorite, but. Keep an eye on this one out there at, at Shotwell Stadium. Uh, San Saba. Harmony loves! There it is. Take on Collinsville. <laughs> uh, upstart Collinsville. I would say that San Saba is probably your favorite in that one. Refurio takes on Thorndale. Uh, Thorndale's tricky. Keep yep. it on. Don't don't screw around, Refurio, <laughs> or they will beat you. Uh, Stratford will take to, uh, take on McKamey tonight. Hamlin and Quana. Hamlin's your big favorite, but if you want to get an eyes on the state championship contender, go out to Seymour. Uh, it's Fair Park Stadium. Uh, Mount Enterprise, the Kendra Miller experience, takes on Dawson. Big test this week against Dawson. Uh, we will see what happens in that one. Uh, and that is it. Those are your Thursday games uh, in Texas high school football. Although, let me see. Hold on. I need to make sure. You're watching this in real time. Oh, no. There are two <laughs> six-man games. Hold on. Oh, let me get to those. Hey, there we go. I want to make so sure I get to those. Yes. That brings our total up to 20. 19. 20. 20. There are 18. No, there's two more. 20. You said 17. You switched it from 18 to 17. Oh, it's okay. Cause there, oh, I'm sorry. There are three six-man games. Oh, okay. There well, you go. That adds <laughs> off. We're both, that, that we're both right. We're both right. <laughs> Integers. Uh, Ropes and Rankin. This is going on in Borden County. Rankin is, I think, the favorite. Rankin has the win over Balmeray. Mm-hmm. And Borden County and Bal- or Balmeray on Friday night will be a lot of fun. But Rankin and Ropes, keep an eye on that one in Division One. In Division Two, we will get the entire Region Three uh, t- title game set. Bynum takes on Gordon. Bynum, one of the great stories in Texas high school football, but they've got an uphill climb against Gordon. And then Strawn, uh, 6.30 p.m. tonight in Heiko, takes on Cranfield's Gap. So those are your 20 Thursday <laughs> Texas high school football games scattered across the state. Of course, we've got complete coverage for you at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage. High school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. TexasFootball.com slash Insider. It's our subscription package. You get two magazines, including... The 2019 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. We're going to reveal the cover of this bad boy next week. It looks good. Uh, you will want to see that, and you will get that. Uh, profiles more than 400 prospects around the state from the class of 2020, which are kids who are seniors right now, to the class of 2023, which are kids who are finishing up their freshman year. Uh, we will have that magazine. We'll be sending that bad boy to press Friday. We'll reveal the cover next week. You also get pre-order for the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. The Bible of Texas Football, the reason you know our name. Uh, it, it, you get pre-ordered for that. Don't run around to Walmart, HGB Brookshire. Take care of that right now. Get it done. Uh, and then you also get a year's worth of it. And this is the real hook. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. Which is a lot. A ton. Computer rankings of every Texas high school football team. Computer projections of every Texas high school football game. Our premium high school football podcast, Tep and Step. Uh, upset Watch. You get... Um, access to our archives. Every edition is digitized. You can find it at TexasFootball.com slash archives. Uh, a ton of insider stuff. It really is ridiculous. Plus recruiting analysis from friends at Next Level Athlete at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. Tons of stuff. We're going to mock realignments. All that fun stuff. All at TexasFootball.com. To become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, go to TexasFootball.com slash insider. It makes a great gift. I was going to say, we're like, we are deep into like holiday season now. Yeah. So. Get your sweetheart a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider subscription. She will... Love you for it? I don't know how your relationship is. I would. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean. But if I got it for my wife, she would say, so you just got me something from work. Yeah. But for you, <laughs> See, yeah, you don't work then, here. 
Yeah. You do. I'm not. I'm I, pointing to you, say, the general yeah. audience. You don't <laughs> I work do here. work here. I, at least I hope. I think. For now. Paychecks are nice. Um, <laughs> you get. Uh, you don't work here, camera. So, uh, become get get uh, do do right by your spouse or your sweetheart. Get her or him a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider subscription for this holiday season, the holiday of your choosing, whether it's Thanksgiving, uh, whether it's Life Day, whatever you want to do. In any case. The area round of the Texas high school football season, uh, playoffs rather, 176 games scattered all across the state. Only one person is stupid enough to predict all 176. That's not true. There are a lot of people who predict all 176. They're stupid too. I'm one of those stupid I people. I edit it, so maybe I'm the stupid one. I'm, I'm stupid too. Here <laughs> are my predictions for the area round of the Texas high school football playoffs here on Texas Football. We've got half as many Texas high school football teams left, and we're going to slice it in half one more time in the area round of the Texas high school football playoffs. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we have cut the field in half, down from 704 teams to 352, so you can't complain about too many teams being in the playoffs anymore. In fact, you shouldn't have been before. We had 18 four-seeds knock off one-seeds between 5A and 2A last week. It is absolute chaos already in the Texas high school football playoffs, and if you'll notice down below... I'm once again having the courage to pick all 176 Texas high school football games this weekend. I will get at least two of these right. That is a stone-cold guarantee. Lots of huge games all across the state. We start in the Rio Grande Valley. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Lackey Stadium in Westlaco. It is a 6A Division I area round match between the McAllen Memorial Mustangs and the Westlaco Panthers. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, that dude. So around the Dave Campbell's Texas football offices, one of the things we like to say when we're talking about playoff games is, oh, well, uh, can that team beat that team? Uh, well, I don't know, but that team does have that dude. And both of these teams lay claim to having that dude. We're talking about the guy who can put on the cape and take the team where they need to go single-handedly. Uh, for McAllen Memorial, it's running back Campbell Spates. The brother of legend Trevor Spates has been every bit as anticipated and as advertised. This guy has been a sensational running back for the Mustangs and is the bell cow of this McAllen Memorial offense that is humming right now. For Westlaco, it is quarterback Jacob Cavazos. And if you don't know his name, you should familiarize yourself right now. This senior dual threat has been outstanding all year long, and he is going to be a threat to go the distance with his arm or his legs every time he takes the snap. So, in a matchup with a ton of superstars, who shines brightest on the big stage? Key number two, Ben don't break. That is the game plan for this McAllen Memorial defense. If you take a look at the numbers, they're not going to blow you away. This isn't a defense that absolutely shuts down every single offense that they see, but what they do is that they make plays at the key moments. They've got more than 25 sacks on the year, and defensive back Diego Villarreal already has eight interceptions this year. This is a defense that will let you get some yards, but when it comes to crunch time, they come up with that big play. Can Westlaco break through, or will McAllen Memorial bend but not break? And key number three, the friendly confines. 
you may have noticed that I said that this game was happening in Westlaco. It's happening at beautiful Bobby Lackey Stadium uh, down there in the Rio Grande Valley. This is a home game here for Westlaco, and that should be an advantage. Since 2004, the Panthers are 59-32 and 32 at home in the friendly confines of Lackey Stadium. Now, that comes with a bit of an asterisk. They have lost two home games this year, but they should have a home field advantage in this matchup. Does that matter in a playoff game? Who am I picking? I'm going with McAllen Memorial. I think in the end you go with the team with the single individual best playmaker, and that is Campbell Spates, the outstanding running back there for McAllen Memorial, who is humming along one of the very best players in the Rio Grande Valley this year. I think this game does have a chance to be a bit of a shootout. I'm not sure that either defense is going to have an answer uh, for the weapons. Jacob Cavazos for Westlaco has been unbelievable this year and is fully capable of putting on the cape and taking his team to a regional semifinal. I think this game is high scoring and close, but I think McAllen Memorial comes away with a win. Give me the Mustangs. From the Valley to the Big Country, 6 p.m. Friday night at Shotwell Stadium in Abilene. It is a 5A Division I area round matchup between the Colleyville Heritage Panthers and the Amarillo Golden Sandstorm. One of the keys to this matchup, key number one, the Sandys multiple threats. Coach Chad Dunham has done an outstanding job there at Amarillo, making this an offense that's extremely hard to game plan for, simply because they spread the ball around to a lot of different guys. Quarterback Will Maynard is the headliner here. He's going to be able to throw the ball as well as take off and run with it. But they got a number of running backs, including Blake Bedwell and Tavion Hood, that they can hand the ball off to as well. You never know who's getting the ball with this Sandys attack. Can Colleyville Heritage sniff it out, or will the multiple threats for the Sandys run wild? Key number two, the Panthers' youngsters. I think for Coach Joe Willis at Colleyville Heritage, there's a real argument to be made that this team is a year early. When you take a look at their roster, and especially their key weapons on the offensive side, it's a lot of sophomores and juniors. In fact, I think their best individual playmaker is a sophomore in Isaac Chabay. Not to mention an outstanding quarterback in A.J. Smith, a great running back in Braxton Ash, both of whom are just juniors. This team is lighting it up with a bunch of underclassmen. Can they continue to do that on the big stage? And key number three, DFW versus the Panhandle. Look, we're at an uncomfortable part in the season where we have to start talking about whether or not there is equal quality of play in every part of the state. And if you take a look at the records, Colleyville Heritage has played a tougher schedule. They've played teams that are a combined 70 and 47. Uh, on the other side, for Amarillo, their opponents are just 57 and 61 on the year. Uh, now, DFW has, of course, a lot of depth of talent, but I think the Panhandle is really underrated this year, and I think Amarillo has actually run through a much tougher schedule than that number would indicate. But here it is. When the Panhandle plays DFW, what happens? Who am I picking? I'm going with Colleyville Heritage. I think that in the end, the Heritage defense is playing their best football right now. Being battle-tested is also a big advantage for them. I think that there's a fair argument that Amarillo is going to be playing one of the very toughest teams that they have played all year here in this area round matchup. Now, Amarillo is absolutely capable of winning this game. I think Will Maynard is a superstar. I really do, and I think he's capable of taking over this game. I think this game figures to be close, but I think the Heritage defense is the difference. Give me the Panthers. Let's go to 3A Division 1, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Mustang Stadium in Magnolia. The Die Ball Lumberjacks take on the Cameron Yo-Yo-Men in what is undisputedly the best mascot matchup of the area around. And then not only that, but this is going to have a lot of impact on how the rest of the 3A Division 1 bracket shakes up. You know, Cameron Yo is back. I said that a bunch of weeks ago, and I'll say it again, the Yeomen are absolutely back in the state championship conversation, thanks in large part to their quarterback, 
Braden Brashear. This is a team that has run through a very difficult district. They've walked a tough path, and they are here in the area round. Going up against Dieball, one of the biggest surprises in the state this year, and a lot of it has to do with the size that they have. Herbert Gums is an absolute load of a running back. They're nearly pushing 300 pounds, not to mention Dearis McMillan, their outstanding running back. This is a huge Dieball team going up against a Cameron Yo team that's going to be smaller, but arguably faster in this game. What gives here? I think there's a fair argument that Dieball has not faced a passing offense quite like they're going to see from Cameron Yo. That said, I think that the running game for Dieball is the difference. Give me the Lumberjacks. Let's bounce back up to 6A Division 1, 8 o'clock Friday night at AT&T Stadium in Arlington as the Allen Eagles take on the Rockwall Yellow Jackets. And if you want to sound the upset alert, you can do it in this game. Look, Allen needs no introduction at this point. Quarterback Raylan Sharp, I think, is really starting to find his groove. They're running the ball well with Selden Manning. Uh, beyond that, I think that their defense is playing pretty good as they have all year long. Well, they're going up against Rockwall, and Rockwall's got the guy. They've got Jackson Smith, the Jigba, who is quite simply one of the very finest players in America. Nobody has had an answer for him, not to mention the outstanding quarterback, Braden Locke. This is an offense that is going to want to get this game into a shootout. They want to absolutely unload the bag of tricks. And by the way, they've got a bit of a crazy person on the sideline. Rodney Webb is going to dial up every trick he's got and empty the bag in this one. Allen has to be ready for absolutely everything because Rockwall is going to want to turn this game into crazy town banana pants. But in the end, I think that Allen's pedigree is going to win out. I think they find a way to make those plays. This game is close and certainly on my upset watch, but I think Allen pulls out a win. From the largest classification to the smallest, let's go to 1A Division II, 7 o'clock Friday night in Garden City as Jayton takes on Grand Falls Royalty. If you like good six-man football, this is the game for you. And I think you can make a real argument that the winner of this game is the favorite to win the state championship. It is that big of a matchup. And if you like star power, this is the game for you. Ty Scoggin uh, for Jayton has been sensational all year long. And Oscar Huertas for Grand Falls Royalty is going to make your jaw drop at least twice in this game. That is a guarantee. Uh, in the end, I lean towards a team with the better defense. I think that Jayton's defense is a little bit underrated in this game. I think they come out with a win. This game is close, but keep an eye on this one. I like the Jaybirds. But those are far from the only big games in the area round of the Texas high school football playoffs. Remember, I'm picking every single game. It's scrolling down here at the bottom of the screen. Let's get to the lightning round. A couple of heavyweight slugfests in 6A Division I. I think South Lake Carroll gets by DeSoto in a matchup of unbeatens. Keep an eye on this one, but I think Katie beats Cypher. 6A Division II, I think Denton Geyer wins its rematch with Cedar Hill, and I think Beaumont Westbrook wins its rematch with Houston Strake Jesuit. In a massive Region 4 clash, I think San Antonio Brandeis gets by Shirts Clemens, and Spring Westfield beats Tomball Memorial. 5A Division I now, I like Frisco Lone Star over College Station. Give me Northside Harlan to beat Victoria West. And I think Cedar Park goes on the road to Houston and beats Friendswood. 5A Division II now. Corpus Christi Cal Allen survives a scare from Kerrville Tyvee, and Wichita Falls Ryder gets by El Paso Hanks. Ennis beats Burleson Centennial, and in a game that's going to shape the entire 5A Division II bracket, I think Fort Bend Marshall squeaks by AM Consolidated. 4A Division I now. Andrews wins a shootout with Pampa, and I like Argyle to stay hot with a win over Stephenville. One of the most underrated games in the state this week, I like Beeville Jones over El Campo. Give me Huffman Hargrave over Palestine. 4A Division II now. Waco Conley gets a big-time scare, but they get by Longview Spring Hill, and I like Lubbock Estacado to beat Graham. Silsby beats Smithville, and in a very tough one to call, I like Raymondville to beat Wimberley. 3A Division I now, I like Brock in a squeaker over Denver City. Give me Dallas Madison 
over Winsboro, and George West beats Edna. A lot of fun games in 3A Division II. I like Cisco over Crane, and Lexington stays hot with a win over Wichita Falls City View. Poth edges Tidehaven, and Newton beats Troop. 2A Division I now, I like Crawford over Honeygrove, and in a wild shootout, I like Hawley over New Deal. Give me Harleton over Price Carlisle, and Holland beats Three Rivers. 2A Division II now, very tough to call, but I like Rawls over Wink, and give me Wheeler to beat El Dorado. Dawson outslugs Mount Enterprise, and Flatonia gets by LaPrior. And another loaded slate in the six-man ranks. In 1A Division I, I think Balmeray stays hot with a win over Borden County, and Avalon beats St. Joe. And in 1A Division II, give me Richland Springs over Calvert. And those are the picks. I picked every single game, all 176 of them, so you can't complain. The only thing you can complain about is which games I'm wrong about. Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of the 2019 Texas High School Football Playoffs at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the area round of the Texas High School Football Playoffs. We'll see you. There it is, the picks. My predictions for the second round of the Texas High School Football Playoffs. Once again, predicted all 176 games. That video's on YouTube if you want to go check the scroll if you missed a game uh, or if you're listening on the podcast and you want to hear the other games. So that's on YouTube, texasfootball.com as well. Uh, as always, I will predict that I got at least two of those right. Two. Mm. Two. Not going to go up to three, I nope. see. Mm-mm. Nah, I'm, pl- I'm playing the odds here. I'm going to go with two. Uh, we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Ishmael Johnson is here. Ishmael Johnson, and whenever he shows up on the show, it hearkens <laughs> the return of America's favorite segment. It's no. free money! Free money! It's just not impressed with you right now. College football picks <laughs> against the spread. <laughs> and uh, look, looking for a bounce back week. Looking for a bounce back Which week. Which means you had a bad week beforehand. Oh, and did, we like that. Oh, did I say that? Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get Ashley's hopes up because I went 7-2 and two last week. <gasps> Woo! <laughs> Let's go! 7-2 and two, and I came within a point of going 8-1. and one. I the can, only one I, I can ru- turn off the computer right the now. Only one I like, whiffed, I have that power. The only one I whiffed on was Rice. And I think we all agree we're happy to be wrong about that. I was about to say, that. yeah, I think everybody who <laughs> whiffed on Rice. Happy to be wrong about that. Uh, I missed the Texas Tech-TCU game by one point. Right. Everything else, winners, baby. That's why you come here. You come here for winners. <laughs> winners. 7-2. and two. I'm now 52-38-4 and four on the year. 14 games above 500. I've done the math. Um... We're, uh, we're assuming there's about 28 games left in the season. Mm-hmm. There's about 28 mm-hmm. games. Um, that you know, Conference championship games, bowl games, et cetera, yeah. uh, plus the remainder of the regular season. If I get eight more right, you're good. I clinch above 500. God, that's awful. Eight more. So, theoretically, no. there, are, there are 10 games this week. That's I could clinch good. an above 500 finish what this week. What happens if you go 0-10? Then I'm still above 500. But the, but it but it gets it gets dicey down the stretch. Okay, good. In any case, that would be nice. Ten, we're, we're hoping for zero and ten. A <laughs> whopping ten games this week. Where are we starting, Ashley? Um, up first, we will go 
Yeah, we might as well start off with Ish here. I guess Texas State at Appalachian State, 1 p.m. on 1:30 p.m. on Saturday. App State favored by 29. The very odd 1:30 kick. Yeah. Um, this is on like ESPN three, <laughs> I think. Um, I'll I'll call for the ball here and just tell you guys uh, if you're not paying attention, uh, App State is super good. Yeah. <laughs> like they are currently fighting for that uh, G5 spot in the New Year's Six. Mm-hmm. They are extremely good. Uh, and the reason I'm taking App State is not because I think that they're necessarily that much better than Texas State. They are, but... Well, they are. Okay. Not <laughs> just because <laughs> of that. That is but true. But also, App State is in the business of style points right now. Yeah. And yeah. they are not going to take their foot off the gas because they want to go out there and prove that they should get that G7 or that G5 spot. G7. Um, that G5 spot um, in the New Year Six. Uh, and, I mean, look, this is a nightmare matchup for Texas State. <laughs> not um, ideal. Less, State. less than ideal. Texas mm-hmm. State's defense is bad. App State's offense is amazing. <laughs> and then the reverse is also true. Um, so I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm taking any team. And I can't believe I'm laying 29 points. But this... Unless there's just something I'm not seeing, mm-hmm. this feels like blowout city. Feels like blowout city. And if I'm Texas State, why don't I just roll out the freshman? Like, yeah, it's within four games. They'll be the red shirts will be fine. I would roll out the guys that were kind of the um, borderline, like Cedric Case and Jalen Gibson, the guys that you were probably they were probably holding out. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Case, like why not? Who cares? Yeah, like, there's there's nothing left to nothing left to hold back. Right. Um, and so yeah, you'll probably get a lot of underclassmen in this one. Uh, this is two teams with distinctly different incentives in this game, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and that is bad. That that leans towards to me App State kind of calling their shot and naming their number. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take Appalachian State minus 29. What's next, Ashley? All right, up next, heading over to the SEC, Texas A&M on the road at Georgia, 2:30 p.m. on Saturday. Georgia favored by 13 at home. So this is weird, right? Because um, it's easy to look at this and say, hey, you know what? Georgia's like a top-ranked team. Mm-hmm. They are, um, they're gunning for a. They have legit national championship hopes. Um, they're at home, hosting an A and M team. But there is one big-time problem for Georgia, and that's that Georgia's offense kind of stinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. and the funny thing is, it's by design. Yes, like they're. Real, they're. It's a offense from 2005. Yes, they are running. They're running. What they're trying to be is they are trying to be 2009 Alabama. Yeah. In 2019, mm-hmm. which doesn't work because nope. we've adapted. And so the big question: Look, Georgia's defense is unbelievable. Yeah. It's it's legitimately one of the very best defenses in the nation at every regard, and they are likely going to shut down Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. The only question is going to be, can they score enough? Yeah. Like, that's kind of the big question. Now, that said, I do think being at home will help. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to be able to get something going. I like I like Georgia minus 13. I think they're able to... I think they win this game by, by two touchdowns. This game, something like 35-14 or something like... Or, I'm sorry, um, 35-21 or even 28-14. I think they win by two touchdowns. I'm going to take Georgia minus 13. Here's my thing about Georgia... Who's the best quarterback they've played? Oh, true enough. Is it Kellen Mond right now? I'll look at their skill. Okay, Ian Book. Ian Book. 
That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at their schedule. So Auburn, Bo Nix, Kellerman's better. Kelly Bryant, Mizzou, Kelly uh, Kellerman's better. Agreed. Uh, Kyle Trask at Florida, Kellerman is better. Agreed. Whoever Kentucky has, I don't uh, care. Yeah. Kellerman's better. <laughs> South Carolina, I don't care. Yeah. Kellerman's better. Or whatever. Garantano at Tennessee. Yeah. Um, Arkansas State, I forgot who their quarterback is. Doesn't matter. Kellerman's better. Murray State and okay. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Like I think you're right. That's fair. So, not guaranteeing anything. I'm not saying, oh, this is obviously a, oh, this is obviously an A&M cover or something like that. But I'm gonna say that A&M covers, mm-hmm. um, just because. Because one, one, they're not going to stretch. The offense isn't going to stretch the game. Yeah. Like Georgia wants to keep this. Mm-hmm. They want to keep their defense off the field. Uh, Kirby Smart's a defensive guy. That's what he wants to do. They're going to run this archaic offense despite having a first round quarterback. Um, and Jake Fromm, they're not going to let him throw it all. And I think that AM will be okay enough to generate something. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking more of a 10 point win. Okay. So. I, I can see it. I'm yeah. not, I'm, I mean, look, I, I've laid out exactly why I can see Georgia because I'm look- coming out here and sputtering. Well, I'm looking at these scores Their too. Stinks. Notre Dame, 23 to 17. South Carolina lost 20 to 17. Florida, 24 17. Even though, even they beat Kentucky 21 to nothing. Like, can AM score, you know, 11, uh, yeah. 10 in there? Sure. You know, like, I, I think they can. Sure so. enough. I like it. Yeah. I'm taking Georgia. What's next? <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, up next, headed over to the Big 12. Both teams looking for a bounce back win. Texas at Baylor, 2.30 p.m. Saturday. Baylor favored by five and a half at home. I <laughs> don't know. No, I feel like I've got a decent read on this. All right. I think this is a big Baylor bounce back. I, I really like their ability to bounce back right now simply because um, – Texas lost to Iowa State. Well, besides that, <laughs> um, I think that Texas, there's a fair argument to be made that outside, that this is the best, I think there's a fair argument to be made, this is the best defense Baylor or Texas has seen all year. That that, that the Baylor defense is playing well. I think that this is a team, and I think Baylor, especially being at home, if this game were in Austin, mm-hmm. this would be a different story. But I like Baylor by a touchdown in this one. I think that they, I think they match up actually pretty well with Texas, and I think that the there's a there's a big bounce back potential. I think they still understand. I think that they understand that the Big Twelve, a spot in the Big Twelve championship game, is actually on the line here. Mm-hmm. They yeah. win this game, they book themselves into the Big Twelve championship. They get another shot at OU on a neutral site. Right. I I think that I think that this is a, a, a an opportunity for a Baylor bounce back. I have very little faith in Texas on the road at this point. Uh, and as a result, I'm going to take Baylor minus five and a half. Yeah, I think I will too. Um, this this to me screams like, seems like another a, a ten point win or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like Texas has been kind of scraping by. Mm-hmm. Even when they've won games, they've just happened to have been on the better side of them. I just feel like Baylor's a team that can exploit a lot of what Texas can't do. They can control. They're going to be able to control the ball because mm-hmm. again, Texas isn't going to be able to get them off the field. Um, yeah, no, give me Baylor as well. What's next, Ashley? All right, up next, SMU is headed to Navy 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. Navy favored by three and a half at home. So Navy is also, I should also say, if you're not paying attention to them, Navy is also super good this year. <laughs> yep. Although they, the last time you saw them, they were getting driven into the core of the earth by Notre Dame. Look, I don't have to tell you what Navy's about. You know what Navy is about. Navy is uh, entirely comprised of running. Uh, they are, in fact, they run the ball more than any team in the country. They have, uh, they they run the ball eighty six percent of the time, and they're super good at it. But 
the one thing we will say is that if you are if you want to beat this SMU defense, generally speaking, you got to do it through the air. That the the run defense for SMU has been pretty solid. Now it's not just about like I think a common misconception that goes into it is saying, oh, well, this team is good against the run, so therefore they will shut down Army. Mm-hmm. Or they will shut down right. uh, George Tech under Paul Johnson. They will yeah. shut down a team that runs the option. Stopping the option is its own thing. It is like it is, it is a, a skill unto itself, and that's a skill that we don't know if SMU has. I mean, we're going to find out. that Just because they are 23rd in the nation in rush defense right mm-hmm. now, doesn't mean that they are necessarily good at stopping the option. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a totally new game. It's totally new Absolutely. game. That said, the other side of the ball, I think you saw that Navy's defense can be beat mm-hmm. by the kind of stuff that SMU does, mm-hmm. especially throwing the ball. I not only like SMU plus three and a half, I like SMU outright. Okay. I think right. SMU win, goes to, I think they go to Annapolis and win this game. I like I like SMU plus three and a half. The crazy thing about like college scheduling and because like it Let's relate this back to high school. Mm-hmm. If, say, a team has Liberty Hill and District, yes, what are they going to do? Schedule somebody with a slot T in non-district, right. right? I assume you can't waste a non-conference on, like, Army. Or didn't or Georgia State run the triple option or something like no, that? No, uh, Georgia Southern. Southern ran a version of it. They ran a version. And so, but like they can't, they can't do that. Like they have, they have to schedule. They have to more strategically yeah. schedule that. And so SMU hasn't seen an option. Like they, you know, they saw. I mean, so or do they get Tulane right later this year? Yeah, they still they have they Tulane. Still have so Tulane. they haven't even played a run-oriented team all year. Mm. Um, this is going to be kind of a shock to their system. Um, I, I, I'm going to go with them outright. Uh, SMU mm-hmm. outright as well, mm-hmm. just because. If SMU gets up, yeah. the nature of that offense, the triple option, means they're probably not going to be able to come back. Right. But It wouldn't be surprising if it took them a hot minute would, to get into yeah, it. Yeah, like it's yeah. something when you've been playing spread offenses the entire year. It would not, and by yeah. the way, this is going to be played, this game is going to be played between the hash marks. Yeah, yeah. This will be the kind of thing that it wouldn't be a surprise if Navy ran out 14 nothing. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? But I also think that SMU scores fast enough that they're mm-hmm. going to be able to, to make that comeback. So I like For SMU sure. plus three and a half. What's next, Ashley? Up next, Mean Green in a must-win game over Rice, 2.30 p.m. Saturday, UNT favored on the road by five and a half. Isn't this a super interesting game suddenly? Five and a half. Yeah. Five yeah. and a half. That's that if you mm. want to if you want to take the trend lines, I get it. Mm. Right? Rice <laughs> trending up. Mm. North Texas. <laughs> Not. Not. <laughs> um, Quite the opposite. Look, that said. Like, I still, I just, you know, I still don't think, like, if you give me Look at the one possession on your game, face. <laughs> you give me a one possession game for Rice, like, I'll take that. I like North Texas minus five and a half. I think they win by a touchdown. I just, like, I don't, like, as bad as, as bad as North Texas has been, right, as bad as they have been, as disappointing as they've been, let's not go crazy and say, oh, suddenly they're on the level of Rice. Right. Yeah. I think that I think Rice could muck this game up, and so that's why I think that it's a five and a half. But I think that's a I, I like North Texas minus five and a half in this one. Yeah, I line, like it pretty comfortably. Mm-hmm. That line's a little disrespectful. Like it, it it's yeah. it's been a bad year for North yes, Texas. Yes, disappointing for let's sure. Not, you know, sugarcoat it. They've been bad, but that's really disrespectful. Yeah. Um, if Mason, especially if Mason finds good to go, which it sounds like he is. Like, yeah, I was just gonna say, does did the concussion play any sort of part into that line? Maybe. Well, that's, so that's it up. I mean, he says he's fine. Yeah, right. Which so I, and I think obviously that he, he is. Yeah. I just didn't know if maybe with the line already being set, if that right. 
Uh, yeah, I think they cover comfortably. I, honestly, I think this might be a two-score game. Like, yeah, I think it could North be Texas has been. I feel like North Texas has been waiting for a team like this, where it's like, okay, can we take the top off any of these defenses? Oh, look, yes, we can. Oh, There's yeah. Rice on the schedule. Let's yep. go. And then, and then, yeah, the big test will be the following week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I like I like North Texas minus five and a half. I think they're able to cover that as much as uh, like. I think the other thing is that like one of two things is going to happen. Like, either Rice is just, like, going to take off and suddenly they're going to be a team you don't want to play late in the season. Right. Or they're going to be like, we did it! Oh! <laughs> oh, how's <laughs> We're good to go. Yeah, exactly. They're going to dust off their hands. They're going to get High trouble. fives all around. It's one, <laughs> one of those two. I still like North Texas. Today. Yeah. 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 North Texas. Everybody gets five. an extension. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's next, Ashley? Oh, man. Up next, UTEP at New Mexico State, 3 p.m. on Saturday. State favored by a touchdown let's let's ask the question what happens when the 121st ranked team in sp plus plays the 128th ranked team in sp plus a barn burner this <laughs> is gonna stink <laughs> don't, or, or could be great we don't, don't know don't watch we this don't game know. don't watch this game. no please don't okay. okay wait where's this game at las cruces Oh, watch it. It's a nice setting. That's nice. <laughs> if, they do, okay. if they do the skyline shot, it'll be nice because there's a nice mountain in the background. UTEP, 120th in offense, 129th in defense. Yeah. New Mexico State, 118th in offense, 119th in defense. Someone's going to win, though. I mean, that, that is now, actual UTEP state. has an advantage in special teams. And here's why I'm taking UTEP in the points. Okay? Taking UTEP plus seven. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Rivalry game. Oh, do you want this camera? Rivalry game. There you this go. is the Battle of I-10. This is a game that UTEP's going to get up for. And I think that these games tend to be close and weird. That's the only reason I was going to... If it was New Mexico State minus 7 or plus 7, I'd be taking New Mexico State plus 7. I think that this game is close. I think it's within a touchdown. I like UTEP plus 7. Come on, Miners. This is an opportunity. (laughs) This is a bad team. A very bad team. A very, very bad team. Please go out there and keep this thing close. I like UTEP plus seven. I also think they're playing a little bit better of late because they're using Deion Hankins. They're using some of these youngsters. They're not afraid of Rusher. Uh, there's a receiver I'm forgetting the name of, and I'm really mad at myself. He's a freshman as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, but Jacob Cowing. Yeah. Yeah, he has 20 catches for 425 yards right now. He's played really, really well now that they've started to roll out the younger Unleash guys. Unleash the beast. Yeah. Uh, I d- Damn. I'm gonna, isn't this segment so dumb? I have to make you pick... UTEP versus then New Mexico State. Then why we do it? You know why. Um, <laughs> it's America's favorite segment. We do oh it for America. God. You know what? This is the last time I'm going to do it this season. This is probably the last time I'm going to have a chance to do it this season. Give me UTEP out. Let's go! <laughs> Give me Let's UTEP go! out. Miner stands. Love it. I love <laughs> it. We're going, going Miners. What's next, Ashley? Oh, man. Let's um, get sad. The lane train is rolling up to San Antonio to take on UTSA. The lane train. 5 p.m. Saturday, FAU favored by 20 on the road. They yeah. love them some Lane Kiffin down mm-hmm. in Boca Raton. Let me tell you about it. Well, he loves it there because he's, yeah. he's been trying to find out for three years now. Look. <laughs> this is not an amazing FAU team. Nope. They're, they're fine. They're fine. Mm-hmm. They've basically been fine since that so, first year. Yeah. They had the, they had the rollouts year. Mm-hmm. And then past that, they've been fine. Yeah. They are what they are. Um, but I don't think that UTSA is going to be able to move the ball on them. No. And I think that nope. I think that every time FAU has the ball, and especially throwing the ball, they're going to have a pretty sizable advantage. Um, 
I like FAU minus 20. I hate to say that. Like, I, this is yeah. two Texas teams that I'm predicting to win by to lose by like multiple, multiple touchdowns. But I think yeah. that's the case. I like FAU minus 20. I just don't. I haven't seen. Whereas with UTEP, I've seen that spark, and mm-hmm. I've seen, and even with Rice, I've seen that spark of like, oh, okay, no, this is promising. I haven't seen that promise with UTSA, and yeah. I think that FAU still playing for something. I like FAU minus twenty. FAU has been held to under thirty points once Ooh. since September seventh, mm. and well. uh, yeah, so yeah, give me FAU outright. Uh, the UTSA crowd's also dwindling. Dude, uh, despite that, the fact that they're not playing terribly right now, like compared to earlier in the season, they've been mm-hmm. fine. Southern Miss was an okay game. Like they got beat, sure, but oh, they were playing a better team. Uh, Old Dominion, they came, they be, they won. Um, and and they did not look as bad as I thought they would. And I mean, they haven't. No, but but the it's thing been is, bad. But it has a, earlier in the season. I thought this would be like catastrophically bad, and it's yeah. only been like pretty bad marginally bad well and that's the thing is is if you want to talk about the kind of stuff that's actually going to get frank wilson fired mm-hmm. like those crowd shots that they had when they were playing last week it's bad it's bad that, that was bad. that was ugly i yeah. mean they were like they had to keep things tight because they, they were showing a couple like on kickoffs and you'd see it and there's it just like scattered mm-hmm. the alamo don't have some good tacos too <laughs> i don't know why people don't show up <laughs> We go to Ashley Pickle for the next game. <laughs> Mark, hey, hey, Ashley Pickle needs to be running their marketing. It sounds yeah, like. I really. Know, I'm just get those tacos. They're, get the word out. They're, <laughs> they're, they're very good. <laughs> Had some last year. Enjoyed them. Um, let's see. Up next, Kansas State at Texas Tech, 6 p.m. in Lubbock. Tech favored by two and a half at home. You want to talk about disrespectful lines. Oh, yeah, Now, please. Kansas State just pooped all over themselves against West Virginia last <laughs> week. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. a colossal pooping. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was it was horrifying, that w- and and so the <laughs> the question is going to be: Do you believe in Lubbock magic, right? Because Kansas State's the best. Ashley, team. pull it together. He said a colossal pooping. <laughs> like that was. Just, I'm sorry, that was funny. That caught me off guard. Who says that? What kind of a term is that? I'm a. I'm a capital J journalist, I'm just reporting the news. And you said colossal pooping. Just, just reporting the news. <laughs> Continue, please. Move anyway, on. Um, they were not good last week, and but I still think Kansas State is probably the better team here. Uh, but they're basically saying that on a neutral site, this is a coin flip. Yeah. Um, I find that hard to believe. Um, the question is going to be again. What do we get from Jet Duffy? Mm-hmm. Like you know, if Jet Duffy comes out there and plays well, then they can do this. And and Lubbock has been notoriously tough to play in this week, this year. Go ask Oklahoma State; it's been tough. Um, am I going to take Tech? I mean, put it this way: Tech needs to win out. Tech needs to win out. Am I going to take Tech? I think I'm going to take Tech. I think I'm going to take Tech. I think that I, I'm going to I'm going to hate myself for this. I'm actually <laughs> switching my pick. I'm going to take Tech. And here's why. Okay. There's a key number in here. And you're not going to find it on any of your spreadsheets, you dorks. Oh, God. You know where you're going to find it? In the description of this game. 6 p.m. Night game in Lubbock. <laughs> the tortillas. Okay? Night game in Lubbock. That's what I'm banking on. I think Tech wins it. I think they All continue right. the downward spiral for, for Kansas State. I like Tech minus two and a half. Uh, yeah, no, I like Kansas State. Um, I think that the first half was more indicative last week against TCU of what Tech probably is mm-hmm. they've been kind of 
flying by the seat of their pants for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but granted, West Virginia was a good win for them, and that's the I guess that's the the mutual mark you want to look at in this mm-hmm. game. Is like, oh, Kent State, you know, yeah. yeah, whatever. But no, I think we've seen more consistent markings that Kansas State's a pretty good football team, as opposed to Texas Tech being a team that you can rely on week in week out. So. Yeah. Give me K-State. I think Kleiman's doing a solid job, and Tech, unfortunately, does not go bold this year. You're probably right, but I think that Tech at night is a, is a, is a trouble, trouble spot. Fair enough. Speaking of trouble spots, what's next, Ashley? Up next, Houston heading over to Tulsa, 6.30 p.m. Saturday. Tulsa favored by three at home. So, this if is you watch... This basically like... Sorry, sorry. I just want to say this is go basically like... The, the ghosts of Tulsa's terrible season coming to roost, finally. Yeah. So, it anyway, is. go on. <laughs> like, so Tulsa has not been good this year, guys. Yeah. Has not been good. But Houston, they have pretty much, Vegas has pretty much given up on Houston. Like, they basically said, nah, you're not, you're not winning the game for the rest of the year. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Houston's a better team than Tulsa. Do you disagree? That looks like a face. Here's the, here's the reason why I said what I did at the beginning. Look at Tulsa's losses outside of Navy. No, SMU, no, 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 even with Navy. Navy's a good loss. But it's 45 to 17. I mean. Okay, fine. At SMU, triple overtime. Yep. Cincinnati, at Cincinnati, by 11. Memphis, missed field goal, 42 to 41. And last week, uh, two weeks ago, or the, of course, then they beat UCF. Mm-hmm. Like, that was finally – Tulsa has to be one of the most unlucky teams. Maybe. That's where I was going at, where it's like they're saying they've played this murderer's row. SMU, Navy, Cincinnati, Memphis, Tulane, UCF, back to back to back to back to back. All right. Now Houston. <laughs> I'm not saying Houston's bad. They've played above their pay grade a lot of the time, especially in the first half. But Tulsa's – they've put up a better fight for longer stretches than Houston has. Houston's problem is when it gets to the second half. No, you cannot change your pick, Tepper. I already did. He already talked me into it. <laughs> no, no, no. Houston's problem no. is this is my point. No. I'm not making his point. This is my point. Good. Um, <laughs> Houston's no. problem is when it gets to the second half, they don't have the horse to compete. Yeah. Tulsa, I mean, they they're had, competing they for 60 in, minutes. They fell apart in the second half last week against, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. It's what, what we expected. Yeah. But. Tulsa's been there in all of these games, and that's why I think that line is the way it is. That's why I'm taking Tulsa. Mm. Because mm. I just feel like they're – I mean, last week they finally got the benefit of the doubt. They beat UCF. Mm-hmm. Thank God they didn't have another heartbreaking loss to a good team. I just think they kind of keep that going. Mm-hmm. So Tulsa's not a good team. Let me just I, – like, I understand. I know what you're saying. Tulsa's – I don't think they're – like, I think that they are plucky, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're good, if that makes sense. I think they give everybody they I get I think they give everybody trouble because they're plucky. Mm-hmm. Why do you hate Grandview Zach Smith? That he knows what he did. Okay. That said, <laughs> that said, you made the most important point there at the second in your second part, and the second part of my thing, mm-hmm. which is Houston has basically run out of gas in the second half of every game for the past three weeks, mm-hmm. and. For a team that plays a lot of close games, like he, like Tulsa, that is going to give them an opportunity to pull away. I like Tulsa minus three in this one. I think they're able to. I think especially at home, I think that I think that they pull away from Houston. Uh, I would love to see. I would love to see Houston play sixty minutes. If Houston plays sixty minutes, they're the better team and they're going to win. 
But right now, the most recent data points we have show that they are not capable of playing 60 minutes, and they're going to fade in the third, second half of the third quarter and the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So, And finally, Ashley. Last but not least, another Big 12 matchup. We've got TCU at Oklahoma, 7 o'clock p.m. on Saturday. OU favored by 19 at home. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a line. This is, this is tricky. That's a tricky one. This is tricky, and... I'll tell you why I'm taking TCU in the points. Okay. I'm taking TCU in the points because I think that Baylor exposed something in Oklahoma last week that other teams can can take advantage of, and most importantly, Gary Patterson would love to take advantage of. And that is, if you throw blitzes at Jalen Hurts, he does not know what to do. That's fair. And their offensive line has not been great. Mm-hmm. This is a team, and, and by the way, this is a team that they are, I, like, it's not necessarily that they sack the quarterback a ton, mm-hmm. but TCU gets a lot of pressure. TCU gets a lot of pressure, and I think they are going to, like, this is going to go one of two ways, right? Mm-hmm. This is either going to be 63-10 to 10 and an right. absolute butt-kicking, or they're going to force three or four turnovers, TCU's going to force three or four turnovers, and this is going to be squeaky bum time in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And I'm inclined to believe it's the second part because I think that Baylor exposed something with the with the inability of OU to handle the blitz from a good defense. Yeah, That's what I think is going to happen. I think TCU keeps this in close. Wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma won this game by like 14 or 17. But either way, that's a cover. Mm-hmm. I like TCU plus 19. Mm-hmm. Tell me why I'm wrong. I I don't know if I can say why you're wrong exactly, but I, I have a hunch that this game came a week too late for TCU. You think this is the revenge? This is the, the revenge. I think this. I think that was uh, whoa, that was close against against Baylor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I remember that. That was wild. Let's not All do right. that again. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's not do that again. All right, this is better. Like then they yeah. just kind of just and plow through whoever they have. Maybe and it's in Norman. But you know, my only problem is the line. Yeah, nineteen. Nineteen's a lot. I mean, you're asking them to blow out TCU. Nineteen's a lot. And I don't think TCU's gotten blown out. I mean, granted, they haven't played anybody as good as Oklahoma this year. Sure. But I don't think – I mean, Iowa State Their biggest of loss of the year uh, was Iowa State. State. Yeah. They lost by 25 at Iowa State. So if, if that's the data point that gives you trouble, then – But, I mean, I Max Duggan think. was a better quarterback than he, than, now than he was then. I agree. But everything else – I mean, they lost by six points to Baylor. Yeah. The, no, give me TCU to cover. I'm I, telling you, I, I, think feel, I think they're going to play close. Right. I do feel like this dig game did come a week late, a week early. Or, sorry, a week late. Um, and Oklahoma saw what it was like against the Blitz. Mm-hmm. And if TCU has something similar, I just feel like they'll do what Oklahoma did in the second half, which is just, all right, we're just going to either run the ball with Jalen Hurts or hit those uh, short intermediate routes and just work our way down the field and control the game. Well, and they could so. still – I mean, they could lose by two touchdowns and a field goal and still cover. So right. That's, that's a lot of points. Also, if CeeDee Lamb's here, then, you know, yeah. that just yeah. blows everything out the water. So. Uh, anyway, those are my free money picks. I like App State minus 29 at home against Texas State. I like Georgia minus 13 at home against A&M. I like Baylor minus 5.5 at home against Texas. I like SMU plus 3.5 at Navy. I like North Texas minus 5.5 at Rice. I like UTEP. Plus seven at New Mexico State. I like Florida Atlantic minus 20 at UTSA. I like Texas Tech minus two and a half at home against Kansas State. Hashtag Olympic at night. I like Tulsa minus three at home against Houston. And I like TCU plus 19 at Oklahoma. 
That is going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. We're going to find out if we have a show tomorrow. So tune in either way. We'll see you tomorrow, maybe, or Monday, on Texas Football Today.